0: A piece of your love. I'm calling you up to get me down, down, down. The way the we touch is never enough. I'm turning you up to get me down, down, down. I'm calling you up to get me down, down, down. The way the we touch is never enough. I'm turning you up to get me down, 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 down. Sorry, just quickly what if it's? da down down Love you
1: talk Sunday night May the 16th, and I'm Donald Wayne. And I'm Dennis Lee. Grooving with Medusa. Indeed, you are. Medusa, Medusa. Yeah, yeah the, Medusa. the Medusa album that. cover, or I, I guess they don't have albums. Well, yeah, they do have albums now. Yeah, uh, It's a cover of a face with uh, snakes coming off the head, kind of, sort of, like Medusa. <clears throat> oh, But well, well, just a little. <laughs> is that something? Just a little piece of history in there. That's right. That's the Medusa and the good boys. So you know, good boys, good. I. Texas <laughs> <laughs> <the> chocolate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I love that movie. I love the first one. Did you ever see the second one?
0: I did. I wasn't real impressed.
1: Yeah, I felt bad. I think they tried to force it a little bit. You know, you can't go back 20-something years later and and get that same chemistry that you had. At least I don't think so. Um, Even, you know, when uh, they tried that with Indiana Jones, it was just far too long after the last one. To right. to really, I, you know, I, I kind of felt sorry for Harrison Ford. Like, man, did you need the money? Um, but you know, if if you'd not seen the originals, you know, maybe maybe a new generation like the the, the last Indiana Jones. Right.
0: Hey, Justin. Hey, Matt. Hey, the Dark Bear. Hey, Eric. Hey, the Way. Hey, uh, Bye, Bunny. Hey, the Way. Welcome, everyone. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Who says that? Welcome, welcome, welcome.
0: Somebody Uh, says that. You don't know?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen that in a long time. Does he say that? You're, no, you're it sounds
0: the, like something he might say. You're the one
1: with a magical hole. You ought to know whether what the Mad Hatter Whoa, says. Whoa!
0: <laughs> allegedly, I don't
1: Don't so you know what the Mad
0: Hatter says? Throwing He's, stones here has of,
1: something to do with the rabbit.
0: He does. He does actually. That's funny. I seen that. I saw the movie not too long ago. Did you now? I did. I did. I
1: haven't. I haven't seen any. Uh, Kids movies lately?
0: Well, got a grand the the grandbaby allows us to watch all of those things. So,
1: it, see, I can still I watch just, them. I mean, it's just I haven't. I'm I don't have a problem watching some. Of the, there's some of that older stuff that I just love. Uh, yes,
0: just Um, we'll we'll get into that on another show.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well. <clears throat> <laughs> um. Oh, you doing come- gardening today or any anything outside in the beautiful gardening that we had today?
1: Yeah. was I what I look oh, like Mr. Green Jeans?
0: Sunny frivolity you had going on there in the yard frolicking or anything?
1: Oh, I'm like a little bit still working on one last section of the uh of the fire pit area where we have one more seating area off to the side with the table and umbrella and trying to set some rocks down for it to have a base and uh that'll be it up there and then that whole of course we used the fire pit last night and oh it was so nice in fact funny funny thing is <laughs> our dog um maggie you know for two nights in a row we went out there to the fire pit area after dinner <laughs> and so tonight maggie went out there to the fire pit area when we got up and she thought we were going to go out there and sit tonight so she looked wow. kind of dejected, but yeah, she loves it. She loves the fire, and, and of course, she gets a lot of attention when we're out there, so she missed it tonight. Said, sorry, Daddy can't do that tonight. Oh, well. <laughs> got, got obligations, got commitments, yeah, right. but tomorrow that's night, right. tomorrow night, I can do it. It's that's, yeah, that's nice trying to take advantage of it while the mm-hmm. weather's still decent here because any day now we're bound to get 80s with hundred percent humidity or something and then oh, it's, it's just right shot in the corner but uh we'll probably still be those people out there with a the fireplace oh we did put up lights yesterday too we we got uh lights. outdoor lights yeah Oh. Those, you know string lights uh, like some people do it camping a lot of people are doing on their decks now so we We just kind of did them from tree to tree just to kind of light it up out there while we're sitting in that area. And it's just, you know, it's nice. And that's, after I finish that, I'll go on to the next project. (laughs) There's never an end to projects when when you have a house.
0: There's always something.
1: It's either in in the wintertime, it's indoors, and in the summertime, it's outdoors. So, how about you? Do you garden? No, no, we, uh,
0: no, just worked on inside projects today. No. Nothing, nothing, um, nothing, uh, big <laughs> to speak of. <laughs> nothing <laughs> we to excite anybody back? Relax, did a little work and watched some movies and hung out, so.
1: Yeah, I did watch one movie to start out and then... We kind of got anything. Right, do we want to watch another one? No, if we do, we won't, won't get anything done. So yeah. um, save that for rainy days.
0: Rainy days and it's Sundays.
1: Always get me down.
0: Well, try to, try to be lifted up. You? That's
1: the lyrics. Uh, <laughs> um, so did you get your tall tales started back up this weekend? Uh, well, Jessica came in and uh, to, we
0: did a just did a musical show last night, just some, took some requests. So I'm still retooling it. It will come out. The schedule is for it to come out tomorrow night. Um, we'll come back out for the, the grand reopening uh, after <laughs> the remodeling that we've done inside the hole to make it bigger, to be able to shove more inside. So, Jeez, well, you know, I'm you know, sorry I asked about it, that. It gets cramped after a while. Sometimes you got to go just kind of um, root the hole out. Um, so, as some may say. Hey, dude. Hey, PBG. So, if you uh, hear it, anything- it can be uncomfortable. It just depends. You have to make sure the soil is
1: moistened um, so what it moves in the world? So more freely. So- <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even care to ask you a question about that. I was just going to say, if you do hear any noises tonight, I've decided, because uh, we have not turned the AC on today, uh, I do have a window open, and uh, we're close to the Air Force Base, so if you do hear some uh, <laughs> helicopters or, maybe, or <laughs> maybe a jets, attack. yeah, you know, they're just doing their normal thing. They love to fly out in in the westward direction at night, so, but see, it's... I see fairly quiet i mean you ever notice that i mean they get they kind of especially that uh that be whatever it is that transport thing that they yeah. like to get, get out we, there um, and crank up
0: we get more helicopters over this way we don't get a lot of the bombers that come through <laughs> they be a flying they do they do um so yeah they're cool to see just really cool what's that um, just the aircraft, you know, the different planes and stuff taking off from the air force base.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, unfortunately, I don't know that Biden has landed out here at this, this at our air force base. I think he's gone down to Hartsfield and landed um, down there cause he's in more friendly territory inside the city limits of Atlanta. But, um, I think, uh, Donald Trump landed out here at the air force base Yeah. Donald Trump
0: landed there. Um, Barack Obama's landed there.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, I remember uh, when Obama came out there.
0: Did Bush ever come there? I'm not sure.
1: Um, I really don't remember. Well, you know, I think he probably did because he actually uh, visited the school.
0: Welcome, Ellie
1: J. Hey, Ellie J. Uh, He visited the school that... um, um what should I say? Mr. Engineer went to over here in Cobb oh, County. Okay. He he went and talked at that school, which was mm. uh kind of neat. But of course, uh he was already in the Marines at that time, so there wasn't any reason to get to go up there. I'm sure it's fairly well controlled anyway, but I thought that right. was neat. Just that uh Bush was only about uh maybe six miles from here. Didn't All get well. to see him in person. Although I was a little disappointed uh, with old George, things could have been a little bit better. But hey, he had he had a lot going on, especially his first four years. Indeed, he did. So I don't know why this thing says Monday, but uh, it is Sunday, right? It is Sunday.
0: Oh, uh, last time I checked, yeah. the
1: sixteenth. It, it didn't click over. Uh, that's that's going to be funny now because i'm used to you know the day changing before we finish the show now it's all just uh, going to be the same day
0: those little lights aren't blinking
1: <laughs> yeah well it was an ugly tree anyway so <laughs> oh boy all right so i guess the first thing get into yeah you got to pull yours out first there we go uh was this a contest <laughs> no we'll save that for wednesday sir uh let me well of course i save that and watch me not be able to find oh, it again boy. let's see it's not that one yeah people now you, are getting real they don't like me to yodel um i can i can understand can't you can't you do something besides yodel no we, but, we got uh we got a well, yodel. I got
0: a yodel for him. Here, let me <clears throat> let me clear this up and see if I can get this out for you. <clears throat> I had to work the old throat muscle real quick. <clears throat> um, yeah. You working
1: it or you killing
0: this it? Just about, <laughs> about there. I'll be able to do it here. It's a little high pitch for me, so. <clears throat>
1: okay so far
0: Was oh Laura? Hope it, you found it, Donnie. I can't keep it was, that going.
1: Was uh, uh, was that on one of those
0: game shows or something? That's hard or? on the old uh, throat muscles, there. Talent
1: uh, um, contest <laughs> or something? Uh,
0: that's the um, that's the awesome Ukrainian lotier. Uh, yeah, lotier. <laughs> lodier. I'm going to let you know. Over in Ukraine, they call it <laughs> so, Oh, Okay. So I'm just kidding. Uh, so, that's Sophia shindinko well see out you didn't he, have to
1: correct yourself because i didn't out out know any America better
0: Ukraine. well you know i want to make sure so people go go back and look oh really yeah they don't call
1: it that well yeah we we do try to uh
0: fact check
1: yeah we'll circle yeah, we, back around to we, that we, we try right. to be a source of truth and honesty yeah. here uh that's right it's available.
0: Light <laughs> in the darkness. I hope you found this article, Donald
1: Wayne. I did, because so, you don't want to perform anymore, do you? I
0: just can't. I just can't.
1: Okay. All right. Did you, I mean, would you ever thought that Liz Cheney was so popular in the Democrat Party as <laughs> she's been <clears> in no, the last I mean, couple of months? They love her. Uh, yeah. They, they love anybody that, that gets, you know, gets uh, punished by the Republican Party. So anyway, there's an article in the Epoch Times about Liz Cheney. It's called Liz Cheney, The Big Lie and the Resistance to It. And it's by James Bowman. And of course, it's it's a commentary. So, you know, it could be riddled with opinions, of course. But um, it goes on to say, readers of the New York Times were disappointed on May the 11th when columnist Thomas L. Friedman announced a change of plans. I was going to make this my week for happy news, he wrote. But then something came up, something so big that to write about anything else would, in his mind, be like writing a column about the weather the day after Watergate exploded or about Ford Theater's architecture after Lincoln was shot. So that's that's what this Thomas Friedman was comparing it to. Somehow I don't think that the journalists of former days when they were writing about Watergate's explosion or Lincoln's assassination had to preface their remarks by telling readers as Friedman does that this is a big moment in American history they already knew it in the same way anyone writing about a blatant falsehood shouldn't have to keep telling readers that it's a big lie If it really is a big lie, readers will probably be able to work that out for themselves. And here's a curious coincidence. In the same week that he was going to write about happy news, there were a lot of pretty important but not so happy things going on, such as the gasoline shortages, a new threat of war in the Middle East, bad news on inflation and unemployment, and a crisis on the border, none of which had anything to do with Friedman's big moment in American history. So what was the big moment that presumably dwarfed all of those other, not quite so such big ones? The demolition of Liz Cheney from the number three leadership position in the Republican caucus of the House of Representatives. And that's it. That's his big moment. How is the purely intramural matter of a decision by the House minority about whom they want to lead them supposed to be comparable to Watergate or the Lincoln assassination? If you don't know, then you haven't been paying attention to the dominant media narrative of the post-Trump era, which is pretty much the same as it was in the pre-Trump era and the Trump era itself. Namely, that Trump is a bad man and a threat to our democracy and way of life. Friedman is hardly alone among our media Cassandras in supposing that Cheney's downfall is just the latest sounding of the death knell for American democracy. Here's a selection of the other headlines from the past week about Cheney. The New York Times article in turning on Liz Cheney, GOP bows to Trump's election lies. MSN When Trump's next coup happens, the Republican Party will be fully or the Republican Party will fully support it. The Wall Street Journal, Liz Cheney, confronts a house of cowards from Vox News. The big lie is the GOP's one and only truth. CNN, with Cheney's impending ouster, the GOP chooses Trump over principle. The New York Times headline, Liz Cheney and the Big Lies. The Washington Post, the biggest threat to America is the Republican break with reality. New York Magazine said, House Republicans purge Liz Cheney and John and join Trump's war on democracy. The Guardian, the point of the Republican Party, to stroke the ego of Trump. The New York Times, why Liz Cheney matters. Her ouster is a sign of the Republican Party's growing discomfort with democracy. The New York Times. Republicans oust a defiant Cheney confirming Trump's grasp on the party. So uh, everybody is writing. about. I'm not going to read the whole article, but everybody's writing about that uh, gloom and doom. And more or less, Democrats are supporting her and feeling sorry for her, but only because it suits their purpose of saying that Trump still seems to be in control of the party and they're going to get rid of anybody that doesn't uh stand in favor with him so mm. there you go poor well, liz cheney uh yeah she, I'm, uh, I'm, she still I'm has a job they, though people
0: I mean, i'm surprised they didn't start um looking to push people out
1: sooner than this you know uh, well it took them a while they probably there were some of them probably had to get up the nerve to do it but right and you are talking about a Cheney, so and Daddy's that is kind of in. He's connected with some some serious people,
0: <laughs> fairly well connected, yes.
1: <laughs> some of those uh, those war fighters, you know, those yeah. private detail guys. Yeah, his first rodeo. Um. Well, there's
0: a, another story out of the Washington Examiner um, by Jake Demma that uh, Biden reverses ruling ordering flags at half-staff for fallen officers. So, you know, see if this can get your blood pressure up. Um, (laughs) So President Joe Biden on Friday reversed a previous ruling to fly the nation's flags at half-staff in honor of law enforcement after the order collided with a day meant to honor the military. On Monday, Biden announced his initial intent to lower the flags in anticipation of Peace Officers Memorial Day, which honors officers killed or injured in the line of duty on Saturday. However, that day coincided with the Armed Forces Day, which falls on the third Saturday in May and mandates that flags be flown at full staff. Per the United States Code, the flag shall be flown at half staff on Peace Officers Memorial Day unless that day is also Armed Forces Day. Biden's conflicting message on the matter has drawn ire from some Republican lawmakers. Earlier this week, Joe Biden announced that flags would be flown at half staff tomorrow to honor the men and women in blue who died in the line of duty. Florida Rep Representative Brian Mass, a veteran, wrote in on a Saturday tweet. Today, um, he Friday news dump that he changed his mind. In his opinion, they aren't worthy of lowering the flags. Unacceptable. Now, uh, uh, you know it's one thing. Is, is that what I he see said? That, well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm curious about because oh. I just can't see him saying that. Even though I don't agree with him on a vast majority of issues, I can't see him being former military too that he would uh, he would actually say that. So, mass included pictures of two press releases from the administration, four days apart, that instructed governors and government entities to abandon previous directives. So, dun, 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 dun. and it's hard to see the article. Um, so to read what's highlighted, but there was some changes, um, but it wasn't from him directly. So similarly, New Hampshire Republican Governor Chris Sununu slammed Biden for his 11th hour reversal and vowed to keep his state flags at half-staff regardless. Um, Late tonight, Joe Biden quietly tried to reverse his Peace Officers Memorial Day proclamation, hoping no one would notice they are no longer calling for flags to fly at half-staff across the USA, honoring our men and women in blue. The governor wrote in a Friday tweet, this is outrageous and precedent breaking precedent, not president. Um, On May 10th, the Biden administration announced in a uh, a release uh, flags would be flying at half staff across the country to honor our heroes on the front line. Tonight, in the 11th hour, the Biden administration is now no longer calling for flags to fly at half staff. He continued, the New Hampshire will continue to honor the men and women who have died or been injured in the line of duty by flying flags at half-staff on Peace Officers Memorial Day, as we have always done, and and, uh, as it is right. A White House official called the reversal a a once-in-a-decade scenario, and I guess they're, you know, saying that just the two days collided on the same day, so... This weekend is a a once-in-a-decade scenario based on the flag code, an unnamed person within the administration told the Washington Post. As a result, flag code dictates that the flags should not be lowered today. The president stands by the message of his proclamation and his longtime commitment to working with law enforcement to build safer communities. The White House did not immediately respond to requests for comment, from the Washington Examiner, as you would expect that they wouldn't. They'll circle back around to that, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, you, know you, obviously almost, can, you have to choose one or the other, I guess, at that point. you know.
1: Yeah, I almost wonder why somebody didn't have that figured out because you, you can pretty much see what days things are going to fall on you know, for years ahead and you'd think, well, that yeah, they would, you know,
0: they're going to fall on the same day that one or the other needs to be done the day before.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a conflict that I, I, you know, I don't, I don't see there was any other way to resolve that.
0: No. And, and uh, look, I don't, I don't think that, um, I think that, you know, uh, you know, understandably people were upset about it, but, uh, do I think that, um, Uh that I think that uh this representative uh Mast was just speaking in what he thought Biden's opinion was. Um Yeah. You know, but he was pissed off and you know, he's just I don't think that Biden said that they aren't worthy of lowering the flags. That just Yeah, that (laughs) we would have that would have sent shockwaves across the media for sure.
1: Yeah, if somebody had a recording of that, that would be gold. But uh Yeah. I I don't know that, that Biden would be, you know, he's a lot of things, but I don't, I don't know that he would go down that road. That's just, that's a dilemma, you know, having to, but you know, I, I could, I can kind of understand. And and again, I think it almost goes back to the people who are planning those things. Hey, this year that's going to be a conflict. So let's go ahead and, and just make an exception and celebrate the the you know the officers' day uh, a day early or you know right. or on Monday or Sunday or something, but but not where they conflict with each other.
0: Right, you know you probably since the rule was that the other one was supposed to be, um, it already established that um, that day. Was supposed to be Armed Forces Day, which falls on the third Saturday in May, always. Um, then I would think that you would have had to have moved the one for the um, police officers and, and police women. Right. Um, the day to the day before, or the day after. Right. Yeah. You because know, I think the Armed Forces Day has been something that's been there a
1: lot longer. So. Kind of wondering why they put had that uh, designated for a Saturday though. Just seems uh, I, may- unless you know, know people want to do parades or something. I guess maybe. I don't know. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Maybe. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I mean, with the fourth of well, the fourth of July coming up, I know that's a little bit different thing. But I don't know. There's uh, somebody should have moved. Yeah, they should have moved the police officers thing so they could still have, you know, that respect for that day and then still you know honored the tradition of of the saturday being armed forces day good you know they don't ask us our opinion about these things they just you know maybe well they, at
0: the end of, you know at the end of the day individuals you know individual businesses and local um government can i guess they can do what they want
1: yeah I mean, you know maybe I mean, some people they can, did choose. Then maybe they'd
0: be called out for it and explain themselves. Uh, you know,
1: you're going to, you, you, you would upset some, one group or the other, no matter what you did.
0: Yeah, you're never yep. going to make everybody happy. That's for sure.
1: Well, so we'll give Biden a little bit of a pass on that because we don't really know whether he, he was <laughs> uh, going down that road or not.
0: Yeah, as much as I hate to, you almost have to, you know.
1: Hey, you know. don't, never be it said that we're not, you know, <laughs> that we give people the benefit of the doubt. Right, that's right. Even people <laughs> even people, like people we're not <laughs> particularly fond of. Yeah. Or agree with him politically, let's put it that way. Because I don't right. know the man, I don't know what kind of person he is. Yeah. Except he seems to be rather touchy-feely. Uh, You know, other than that,
0: well, if you don't have hair, then I guess you really don't have to worry about it. So, yeah, he's not going to be stroking my golden locks, that's for sure.
1: I, uh, I'm not even going (laughs) to go with that conversation. (laughs) I had something on the tip of my tongue, and it just—no, you did. (laughs) I slapped myself. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, don't
0: do that. Hey, okay let
1: me see if i can do this article without all these pop-ups coming in here you know i'm i'm having that problem lately that you've had with your articles when you try to use something and then all of a sudden some commercial comes on oh yeah uh yeah. and this is a commercial i do not want to come on the air while i'm doing this but we'll see if i can oh, well i can avoid imagine that. what that is about <laughs> okay this article is in uh, what is this in this is from fox news i usually don't get much from foxnews.com uh, but the second amendment sanctuary is facing first court test in oregon one of your favorite places oh yeah <laughs> I, I know you love seattle <laughs> and portland um The first court test of whether local governments can ban police from enforcing certain gun laws is playing out in rural Oregon County, one of a wave of U.S. counties declaring itself a Second Amendment sanctuary. Remember when we talked about it about a week or two two ago? Uh, We did, yes. Some cities or states are actually declaring themselves as Second Amendment sanctuary states. Um, which seems fair play since a lot of uh, states or cities consider themselves sanctuary cities as far as immigration is concerned. So, um, The measure that voters in the logging area of Columbia County narrowly approved last year forbids local officials from enforcing most federal and state gun laws and could impose thousands of dollars in fines on those who try. Second Amendment sanctuary resolutions have been adopted by Some 1,200 local governments in states around the U.S., including Virginia, Colorado, New Mexico, Kansas, Illinois, and Florida. I wonder why Georgia's not in there. According to Sean Fields, an assistant professor of law at Campbell University who tracks them. Many are symbolic, but some, like in Columbia County, carry legal force. The movement took off around 2018 as states considered stricter gun laws in the wake of mass shootings, including a high school shooting near Parkland, Florida, that killed 17 people. Um, After President Joe Biden took office, conservative lawmakers in several states proposed banning police from enforcing federal gun measures. And at least one proposal in Arizona has been signed into law. The movement hasn't yet faced a major legal challenge, but the Oregon case was filed by Columbia County under an unusual provision in the state law that allows a judge to examine a measure before it goes into effect. No timeline has been set for a court hearing as yet. This will allow the court to tell us whether the county can actually decline to enforce certain state laws, and it will tell us how to abide by the will of the voters to the extent that we can, says Sarah Hansen, who serves as counsel in the conservative-leaning county in deep blue Oregon. Supporters of the ordinance include the Oregon Firearms Federation, which said in a November statement that extremists and big city radicals were trying to curtail gun rights. The group referenced Portland protests opposing police brutality that occasionally turned violent last summer and called the ordinance a common sense step that would ensure your right and ability to defend your life and the lives of your loved ones. The ordinance would ban the enforcement of laws like background check requirements and restrictions on carrying a gun that would have exceptions for others, including keeping firearms from convicted felons. The Oregon Firearms Federation didn't respond to a request for comment on the court case, but Sheriff Brian Pixley has expressed support, saying in a March statement that one of his responsibilities is to uphold people's Second Amendment rights and that he's eager to move forward with the will of the voters. The measure is divisive locally, though, and, and four residents have filed court documents opposing it. One, Brandon Dudzik. Reference to strict gun safety drills she learned in military medic training, saying she values the right to own a gun, but believes it should come with safety measures like background checks and secure storage. A gun shop owner in Columbia County said he supports background checks and believes that state law trumps the county law, but he voted in favor of the Second Amendment measure on principle When we need to make sure that people are safe, we need to make sure that people are responsible, he said, but as more rules are in place, we just need to make sure that we're not over-regulated. Let's see, the decision won't have a direct effect outside of Oregon, but could send a message to other areas of the country. This case is important and should send the message that where state and local jurisdictions Dixon's attempt to unconstitutionally or unlawfully nullify gun safety laws, we are prepared to, and will go to court. Other laws trying to blunt the effect of federal gun restrictions haven't fared well in court, including in 2009 Montana measure that made guns and ammunition manufactured in the state exempt from federal law. And um, they had a similar law in uh, 2013 in Kansas. Uh, Local enforcement of state law, meanwhile, is another matter. Most states don't have similar provisions in their legal codes. And Oregon's attorney general said in court documents that Columbia County ordinance is incompatible with criminal law and the duties of county officials. To the extent the local government is trying to say, we're also not going to enforce state law either. That's a much more difficult and complicated position, Miller said the authority of the state over localities is much, much stronger than that. So, you know, it's basically testing the water in Oregon. Um, Personally, I, I, I don't have a problem with background checks. I think it's necessary, so I'm not quite sure why they would support something like that, although there has been some concern of late about, the extent to what uh, the Biden administration wants background checks to entail. So um, I think there is a provision in one of the, one of the laws they've they're trying to pass that says that, uh, you know, you have to wait on the FBI to um, finish their check and they can have as basically as much time as they need. So even though the law, I think it says seven days or 10 days, so some people right. are, are are pushing back against that, but I still think that there we, we need to we we need background checks in my opinion for, oh, for yeah. people we to buy to go, guns right. and I, I think to try to eliminate that would be foolish but you know everything else that they seem to be pushing here you know we'll see how that works out in court
0: that's right <clears throat> well you know um if that wasn't enough, there's an article by Carly Casella out of Science Alert that um, ghost tree farts are a silent contributor to greenhouse gas emissions. This <laughs> may be another um, plug for the Green New Deal. Um, I don't know. Uh, ghost forests could be an invisible source of greenhouse gas emissions, uh, researchers warned. Did you know that, Donald Wayne?
1: Okay, you said two things there that I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> ghost, ghost trees yeah. and tree farts. I, I just, that's uh, well okay. alien to well, me. That's,
0: that's, that's fine. That um, That's why we are here. We're a wealth of knowledge. Um, as rising seas poison trees along the Atlantic coast of the United States, you'll see those areas that are kind of barren, and there's nothing but the old dead trees sticking out of the water. Um, A new study suggests that these ghost trees, as they call them, are beginning to fart carbon dioxide and methane. So what they're considering a ghost tree is the remnants of a tree that was flourishing that's just sitting there stagnant in the water. Um, So technically, all trees do a little bit of farting. Did you know that, Donald Wayne? Uh... Um, I didn't. I had no idea
1: that might explain that unusual noise I hear in the backyard at night when everything's quiet, but I I always thought it was a possum. Don't, don't get near it with a flame. That's
0: for sure. Um, (laughs) live trees are known to release small amounts of methane and other gases into the atmosphere from their trunks. And yet in exchange, they also store a lot of carbon. Um, See what am I saying? In tree forest in the woods, and no one's around. Does it make a sound? I don't know. <laughs> I would think how, so. How do we
1: know um, that? We
0: we're I still working on the one about it falling. Yeah, we're gonna have to put one of those um, deer cams out there in the woods. Deer um, standing, d- no deer cam. Oh, um, deer cam. Um, <laughs> um, so standing dead trees that are also called snags um i'm gonna have to use that um Hmm. don't be a snag um so have been killed by saltwater intrusion which means they no longer have a leaf canopy to photosynthesize and consume carbon dioxide so as such they can potentially increase the ecosystem's um carbon dioxide emissions by up to 25 percent um since they're just being you know sitting there being a snag in the world um Unlike live trees, snags are not actively moving water and nutrients around for growth, which means the gases they emit are probably coming from decaying wood or diffusing up from the soil below along a water gradient. So, um, yeah, dead wood creates methane. Um, In other words, ghost trees could be acting like giant straws, uh, stuck in the salt marsh, sucking greenhouse gases out of the ground and emitting greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. We think they act as straws, but as a filtered straw, explains forestry scientist Marcelo Ardon from North Carolina State, they change those gases as the gases move through the snags <laughs> or the old dead trees. Um, uh, using portable gas and analyzers, researchers <laughs> measured emissions from the soil and ghost trees in five regions in North Carolina, currently experiencing severe saltwater intrusion. Um, I hope they get to that, uh, Jess. Uh, across two summers in 2018 to 2019, the team found the soil um, produced four times more greenhouse gas emissions than standing dead trees alone. Even though these standing dead trees are not emitting as much as uh, the soils, they're still emitting something, and they definitely need to be accounted for. This will not stand, um, says environmental scientist Melinda Martinez from North Carolina State. Even the smallest fart counts, she says. Uh, Very very wisely put there, uh, Melinda. In tropical wetlands where the soil is waterlogged, trees – often release more significant methane farts, more substantial. I guess on, if you're um, along the realm of maybe a broccoli type uh, or something, I don't know. What? But among dead trees standing in saltwater marshes, carbon dioxide appears to be the main greenhouse gas that is released. In the current study, water conditions and salt levels in the marshes had a clear impact on the emissions coming from the soil, but it was harder to say how these conditions hello conditions affected the emissions of ghost trees further research is needed so that we can put a proper number on ghost tree emissions and predict what might happen to these dead forests in the future as sea levels continue to rise rapidly ghost forests are bound to spread and we need to know what impact that will ultimately have on local and global emissions The transition from forest to marsh from these disturbances is happening quickly, and it's leaving behind many dead trees, snags everywhere, and farts to go with them, says Martinez. We expect these ghost forests will continue to expand as the climate changes. So, yeah. Next time you're out to trivia or you want to win a quick five bucks at the bar, say, (laughs) hey. You know, you you know the trees can fart. Um, I did not know that. I didn't know that they. Uh, I guess they're going to be putting a category right there with the pigs.
1: Um, so, you, pigs, you, you pay two or three hundred thousand dollars to edu- get your child an education, a college education, yeah. and and they specialize in. Uh, analyzing tree farts he yes I uh, hear billy bank.
0: got him a job down <laughs> the forestry uh agency what they? somebody uh, said he's working on flatulence is that right
1: um, yes, oh, sir. yes sir he is yeah i, I didn't mean even pe- know it was a thing but now you know people get paid bring. to do these things That's all right. right government grants probably uh,
0: yeah i guess they're going to have to go look at the trunk and see where it's leaking and just put a a, a, yeah. trunk plug, <laughs> a trunk plug in that so <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right ellie j uh, yeah <laughs> and then of course once the government starts paying for all college uh, education uh all right. oh, and yeah. then we're going to pay for grants to for people to study these things i mean yeah, i'd like to
0: sign up for flatulence
1: <laughs> um <laughs> i bet you um, would
0: billy i bet you would
1: yeah, well, yeah. you know.
0: <laughs> Anytime you, you, we can brighten your horizons, that's that's what we're here
1: you, for. You might have to explain that word um, oh, if you're going to put it on a brochure. Yeah,
0: tree flatulence.
1: Um, thanks for for enlightening us tonight. Hey, well, you know, nicely. I
0: figured you know, I figured people might not know. So when I you mean, drive by those ghost trees and you smell a stench, it's not really a dog food
1: factory or a paper mill it's just
0: uh, i mean those be, trees be, lingering. between
1: your your planetary m- information that you provide and and weather here and there now we're getting yeah, into well, uh i mean flatulent territory uh, yeah i mean really <laughs> i'm glad we can I'm help just,
0: I'm- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh what a direction yeah. we're taking now uh, i will give my time to the senator <laughs> <laughs> to I'm, the i'll, side I'll side donate there. the
1: rest of my time is that what you were trying That's to right.
0: donate my time to senator wayne <laughs> um,
1: well i was trying to uh find my old man thing oh
0: come we on you, man again.
1: somebody yeah. else
0: is gonna have to yodel um, Yodel. What are we talking here. about? Come on, uh, Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on,
1: man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. How many push ups you want to do here,
0: pal? <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Every time, it's just so creepy that he even talks about that.
1: <laughs> how many push ups you want to I do, mean, man?
0: Yeah, like he's like taking his shirt off or something. <laughs> how many, how many push ups you want? To do? Well,
1: I'm, I'm. I don't know when that particular segment or soundbite was recorded, but uh, <laughs> okay. So let's talk a little bit about China. China. Um, you know, we're, we're well. I won't go there. All right, I'll just go go straight to the story instead of doing a sidebar. Uh, China is using forced labor. To build solar panels. And this is an article I found in Mike Huckabee's. Actually, he, you know, again, Mike Huckabee, a lot of times he'll just do an intro, and then the article is actually he he um uh, it's linked to to someone else. So this one is actually an article in the Western Journal by Eric Nan Nannerman? Nanneman Oh, the great Nannerman. Uh, I think it's well, I don't think there's an R in there, but it looks like Nannerman. I like Uh, peanut butter and Nanner sandwiches. Yeah, that's that's yeah, you can have that for your snack. (laughs) Probably doesn't,
0: probably doesn't Nanner to him, but
1: you know, all right, that's all Uh, I got. (laughs) So, as reported in the Western Journal specifically, the report detailed the labor transfer programs as the Chinese government calls them. Forcibly relocating millions of, now I don't, I can't pronounce this, this particular, I'll say tribe. It's, it looks like Uyghurs, 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 Uyghurs and ethnic Kazakhs, Kazakhs. I beg uh, your pardon. I know. How
0: dare you talk to our but, listeners like that, Donald? This,
1: this is based on information from, uh, Uh, Sheffield Hallam University uh, that released a report accusing China of using forced labor of 2.6 million Uyghurs and Kazakhs to support the solar panel industry. Uh, The Sheffield Hallam University study, in broad daylight, focused on the solar panel industry and noted that 95% of all solar panels rely on a specific material, polysilicon. The Uyghur and dominated the Uyghur-dominated Xinyang region of China produced 45 percent of the world's solar-grade polysilicon, and every factory in the region reported participation in the labor transfer programs. That's what they're calling it over there in China. Uh, the report also identified 15 companies within China that directly use. Uh, accepted labor transfers as well as 90 Chinese and international companies whose supply chains are affected by this labor. In 2018, State Department Assistant Secretary Scott Busby told the Senate Foreign Relations Committee that Chinese authorities have detailed at least 800,000 and possibly more than 2 million Uyghurs and members of other Muslim minorities in its intermittent camps for indefinite periods of time. In these camps, the detainees uh, there there's several things here that they have to, that they're put through and they're detained without being charged with any crime. So basically they're rounding them up and putting them in these camps and then making them work in this, in this uh, industry. Uh, no information about them is being provided to their families or about their whereabouts or how, you know, how they're doing or their well-being. Um, They do not have the ability to contest their detention Uh, reports of stress positions, cold cells and sleep deprivation being used in these camps, as well as degrading treatment, including sexual abuse goes on in these camps. Largely Islamic minorities are being forced to renounce their religion and embrace the CCP, which is the Chinese Communist Party uh detainees are reportedly forced to eat pork and drink alcohol you know which is a no-no for uh um the islamic religion i'm trying to think what i was going to say there detainees are reportedly forced to eat, uh I just said that many of the factories employing supposedly free citizens are surrounded by razor wire fences iron gates security cameras, and are monitored by police or additional security, while Han, ethnic Chinese workers, uh, they are allowed to move unrestricted and they can return home after work. Uh, first First person reports indicate that people working in the camps are either unpaid, paid far less than the minimum wage, or have their salaries reduced with the explanation that they owe a debt to their employers for food or transport to work. It's reported that local police hold workers' identification cards, uh, keeping them from being able to move around the country. Uh, Some who have escaped from this forced labor regime have explicitly described it as slavery. The CCP has long denied the existence of such camps, but now they acknowledge them as vocational education centers that help young and unemployed people learn job skills while they're being tortured and starved. And, uh. um, however, Assistant Secretary Busby pointed out that the renowned Uyghur intellectuals and retired professionals are also detained in these camps. In March 22nd, the U.S., along with U.K. and Canada, have issued sanctions against China for human rights abuses. Sanctions include travel bans and asset freezes and target senior officials in Xinjiang who have been accused of serious human rights violations. Of course, Trump placed a 30% tariff on Chinese-made cells uh, in 2018, but it's not yet clear how the Biden administration is going to react to the information in this report. But one hopes that having brought back such terrible Democrat Inventions from the past as stagflation and segregation, they'll draw a line at slave labor in China. So kind of makes you wonder a little bit, you know, about the eagerness of the United States to get in the solar panel Mm -hmm. industry, solar, (laughs) solar power industry. And then when so much of it's going to come from China, Uh, produced by labor that by all accounts and and these kinds of reports is uh pretty much basically slave labor
0: well and they use that i mean you know i can't imagine that anybody is shocked that they would use slave labor or child labor i mean they've broken so many human rights violations in china it's not even funny they continue to break them but then they have countries that they've Scared into into um, standing up for them because they uh, I think PBS did a report about the Uyghurs as well, uh-huh. um, and then uh, they had uh, what they had thirty five countries that actually signed a document that they uh, saying that they believed that China had worked hard to clean up its human rights uh, human rights violations, and they stood they stood beside them. I'm like, really? And then part of those are Arab nations. And I think well, it has yeah. a lot more to do with money than it has to do with their, what they're actually doing to
1: clean up human rights violations. Um, well, and, and the WHO also f- doesn't really see a whole lot of problems with China and, and the COVID-19 virus either. But uh, you know, it what amazes me and is, is that we're allowing China to have the Olympics there with all of the atrocities that that country has committed. I mean, you know they may look better than they've looked in the past in some some areas of their society, but um, they're still I mean it's, it's amazing the people, especially sports stars in this country that stand up you know for China and and, and welcome China's involvement in sports. Maybe well, it's you know- money.
0: Well, you think? Uh, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm sure it's money in, in every uh, facet of what China does. And but you know what we could do as a country is we can say you know what nobody from the U.S. is going to participate in anything over in China when you have these games. We just pull our people out altogether. I know the country should follow suit. Sure, go ahead and have your uh, have the have those games there, but you're going to be doing it. Uh, with well, just a handful of countries.
1: Well, they stand to make millions of dollars off of that, off the Olympics. It doesn't make sense. You're right. It doesn't make sense. But anyway, you know, I mean, I mean, this is a report and that it is uh, it would have to be verified, I guess, by some people, but, uh, it's not hard to believe at least in some degree that it, that it's true because, uh we know that kind of stuff is historically gone on in China. Right. But you know, the, we're going to push the solar panel industry here in this country and we're going to be buying all that stuff from China. Okay. There, there you go. So we didn't, I noticed we didn't do something earlier. Dennis. Lee.
0: Well, I did it in the chat, but we might need to let, have you had anybody bobble there? Donald Wayne?
1: Uh, I haven't seen any Bob. Well, we don't have Bobblers oh, it's not anymore. Bobbler
0: anymore. You got more of a They're just, tape now, don't you? Yeah,
1: it's more just uh-huh. like a, a streamer kind of thing. Across so, yeah,
0: um, if you're wanting to call in, just let people know who are not familiar with the show's call-in policies. Um, if you're new to the show and we don't really know you, then just put down in the chat what you like to talk about before you try and call in and know that um, you know, this is a non-explicit show although it may be skirted sometimes um and you know keep that in mind because you get dumped automatically if you use any explicit language and you're your first time caller um you will be limited to about three minutes so we can keep the show moving along but um uh, we uh, we welcome all the callers um just keep that in mind put it in the chat what you want to talk about if you're wanting to join in with what we're currently talking about or have something else to bring up but just know that uh you'll have about three minutes um, and we don't, we don't let streakers on here. So I,
1: I do want to comment on one thing that Lej brought up and and um, which we, we hit it for a second, but yeah, I mean, I hate to see that we're having the Olympics in, in China, but that conversation was had uh, several weeks ago and they were talking about, well, it wouldn't be fair to the athletes now to not have it in China. My question is why were they ever allowed to have it in the first place? Right. You know, the the Olympic Committee. Why do they allow a country like China? Other than it's got to be money, uh, you know that that would promote something like that. Yeah, it it would be hard because if you know if they didn't have it in China, unless there was any way possible they could have it somewhere else, probably which is they probably couldn't. Um, but my question is why why the Olympic Committee. I mean, what's next? They're going to choose to have the Olympics in Iran, right? So, but yeah, it wouldn't be fair to the the people that have trained. I agree.
0: Well, okay, um, well, we're ready to jump in. Uh, get in, get baby out of the corner, um, baby. Yeah.
1: When you were a baby in your crib, your father looked down at you. He had but one hope. Someday my son will grow to be a man. Well look at you now. You just got your asses whipped. Well Is <laughs> that the uh, Connors? Thank,
0: thank you there, John Goodman. Uh that's, that's the Connors? The- that's from Revenge of the Nerds, actually. Oh, okay. Um, that, that just it just dawned to me how how that was going to go. So, um, they, <laughs>
1: I don't I don't remember having that conversation with uh, yeah. my dad. But <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and uh, we'll jump from that
0: to this: the UFO. And there's an article in the Daily Beast. Um, by Will Summer, that the UFO community explodes in a lawsuit and uh, lawsuit drama with accusations of Luciferianism. Um, I was just really worried to have to say that word. Is that a new just, word? I, it, they've got it on here. Everybody can look it up if they need to. Uh, but um, so the world of UFO conspiracy theorists has been torn apart by dueling lawsuits pitting a prominent UFO influencer against a conspiracy-minded streaming video company valued at more than $200 million over who has the right to discuss their experience with a benevolent species of blue alien. Um, wow, this sounds like a, yeah. a riveting court drama. What um, is that about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The The battle taking place in a federal courthouse in Colorado just we're gonna need some we're gonna need some information from you on this yeah it centers on Corey good a UFO promoter and self-proclaimed deep space traveler who consorts with benevolent aliens and his former employer Gaia a publicly traded streaming platform who you, whose videos blend yoga instruction with stories about deep state villains and benevolent aliens I mean I'm um, uh, it's a little concerning. <laughs> I'm trying to picture all that going on in one video, and it sounds like something else. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing at Jess. <laughs> I, well, you know.
1: The Colorado is such legal. a beautiful state. You know, It
0: is beautiful. Um, uh, after leaving his Gaia show in 2018, Good engaged in a long-running feud with the company. In March 2020, Good sued Gaia, uh, alleging that the company had engaged in an elaborate conspiracy against him. On Monday, Guy filed a countersuit c- accusing Good of defamation and concocting various schemes to sabotage the company. Attorneys for Good and Guy declined to comment, as I would expect they would. Much of the lawsuit centers on who has the right to talk about a bird-like species of alien called blue avians there i said it it's out the cat's out of the bag blue avians as well as a covert space agency that are in goods telling both supposed to be real things um that's because good doesn't just talk about aliens oh no he claims to have met them and his telling good was hired as an empath when he was only six years old, to join a group called the Secret Space Program or the SSP on a 20 year contract dubbed 20 and Back. That sounds like uh, <laughs> something that the White House might have put out there, in which he met friendly blue avians. Now, remember, these are bird like aliens. <laughs> Indeed, Good claims that he has a close connection with the aliens, saying on his website he's a member of the Blue Avian Soul Group apparently they're into music too so <laughs> brought to earth to help with planetary ascension I mean these people sound cooler and cooler good join Gaia in 2015 shortly before mysterious Gaia founder Jerka Rizavi founder spun off his hugely successful yoga equipment business now called now called Gaia to focus exclusively on his conspiracy theory heavy streaming channel don't, they just really don't seem to go together. But I guess if you get worked up on conspiracies, you'll need to ease yourself out with some yoga. Um, Good's blue avian stories made him a popular figure in the disclosure community. A group of UFO enthusiasts named after their desire to see the disclosure of the truth about aliens. Good co-hosted a guy a show called Cosmic Disclosure, earned tens of thousands of dollars in speaking fees, at alien-themed conferences and has nearly 70,000 Twitter followers and I'm sure some yoga videos to go with it. Um, Good also filed for trademarks on some of his key phrases like secret space program, (laughs) (laughs) 20 and back, and blue avians. An odd move if they actually do exist and aren't his own creations. I, I, I agree with that. Um... Gaia is a, a company. Uh, as a company, was also becoming interested in the blue avians to a bizarre degree, according to a business insider report. Gaia employees working on a documentary about the blue avians claimed they were told that the extraterrestrial blue avians themselves would have to be involved in approving part of the film's publicity plan, according to the report. Uh, Gaia has denied denied the claim as they should, because they'll look crazy. You know, you're going to have to communicate with the aliens to make sure it's okay to release this stuff. Um, <laughs> we're going to get there just because if they don't tell us where I've got a good idea, um, goods relationship with Gaia turned sour over what he describes in his lawsuit as abuse from a top guy employee. He claims threatened him with a gun and pressured him to make 26 episodes of a show in a single week. That's a lot of yoga. Gaia, yeah. for its part, counters that Good was getting anxious because he was running out of things to talk about. Guy's lawyers claimed that after quitting, Good owes the streaming company for a $25,000 advance to appear at a conference, as well as a hefty relocation payment meant to help Good move for his job. Two months after Good quit Gaia, the company replaced him with a new insider for viewers. UFO enthusiast Jason Rice started appearing on Gaia and claiming that he too had been an empath on 20 and back missions for the secret space program to meet with the blue avians. Caw-caw! This, uh, through his attorney, an incense, uh, an incense Good sent Gaia, Gia. G- 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 whatever it's called, a letter (laughs) telling them to stop using his trademark terms like blue avian and essentially saying Rice did a poor job describing the aliens with a lackluster counterfeit of Mr. Good's story. Mr. Rice's testimony is lacking drastically the quality of authenticity of Mr. Good's testimony, Good's lawyer wrote. In one letter to Gaia, can you imagine how that lawyer feels defending this guy? I um,
1: can't imagine being in court actually. But,
0: <laughs> but according to Matthew Rimsky, a freelance <laughs> journalist who reports on the intersection between New Age wellness culture and conspiratorial thinking, good should have been thrilled that someone else was confirming his alien stories if they actually if they're actually real. Um, He should be happy that somebody else is validating the Blue Avians, Uh, Rimsky, who covers New Age conspiracy theories, um, you know, uh, some kind of podcast called Conspirituality, if you want to check into that. uh, Gaia alleges that Good attempted to get back at the company with a series of defamatory allegations, claiming he posed as a group of disgruntled former Gaia employees to attack the company. They also alleged that Good was involved in a scheme to accuse Guy's top brass of practicing, wait for it, Luciferianism, in other words, of being Satan-worshipping cannibal pedophiles of the sort imagined in the Pizzagate conspiracy theory. Oh, boy. In July 2018, Good's Cosmic Disclosure host, -host, co-host David Wilcock, quit the program in a resignation letter that was quickly leaked to UFO-themed blogs, Wilcock claimed that he was furious on, that his show was forced to promote a, G- a G- G- GIA program called Ancient Civilization, which he wrote was involved in Luciferian activities. Wilcock wrote in his letter that the connections to Luciferian, Lucifer, uh, yeah, Lufri- no <laughs> not Lufryg, no, Luciferianism meant that he could be targeted by a Pizzagate conspiracy theorist. How would this look if it all got dragged into the public eye? Well, I think it's a little too late there, buddy. Especially in the light of the overwhelming online movement called Pizzagate, he wrote. Millions of people are now working to identify Luciferian elements in our society, and they are murderously angry about it. Um, Gaia claims that good help produce and distribute Wilcox's letter in an attempt to smear Gaia executives as Satan worshipers. In short, Wilcox accused Gaia and or its employees of being Luciferians engaging in or promoting pedophilia, human sacrifice, cannibalism, and genocidal aspirations. The attorneys write in their countersuit. Good had fallen prey to the phenomenon in a new age conspiracy theory landscape that Rimsky calls charismatic collapse. There's a lot of coin phrases in this article. The idea that a UFO influencer is only as good as the story that he can tell about their experiences with aliens and similar otherworldly forces. Now that Gaia had another veteran of the secret space program, they could move on. I mean, uh, really, they should all move on. Um, stuck I mean, I was very shocked to see that uh, this was coming out of Colorado, uh, but they they still did not reveal where the blue avians came from. But seeing as, um, you know, where they would probably have to fly from, and that they were had a bluish greenish tint, and they were bird like creatures. Um, I'm only going to guess that they came out of Uranus, so oh, you know, yeah, that You have has to find to a be, way to get that in there. That has to be <laughs> it. I cannot believe what people will waste their money on, but um, nothing, nothing surprises me that much anymore. So you think I, I, that's all I'm going to actually, I'm not even going to get to the camel on this one.
1: Oh, go I'm ahead. Moving. I'm I've, sure. Hey, ever since I saw that, I said, I've got to hear this one. So, all right. Well, here, here's a, here's a quick
0: one. Um, since we, I always try to throw a little bit of an animal story in there. Um, Newsweek's uh, Kate Fowler has a story that a camel chews a woman's hair off during a selfie attempt in a painful (laughs) viral video. Um, Say that five times real fast. The perfect recipe for a viral video is usually made up of an animal or a shocking moment. This video resurfacing on Twitter features both, and um, sadly I have not looked at the video myself, but... um, I will, and I guess you should. The clip sees a camel chewing a woman's hair as she attempts to take a selfie with it through a fence. So that probably would have been your first sign there, lady, that there is a fence between you and the camel. Um, The woman named Karen, as shown by the voice behind the lens screaming her name, begins by holding her phone at an arm's length away while she is smiling for a second. The perfect selfie setup doesn't last long, though, as the camel begins taking an interest in her hair. Apparently, this is a Biden camel. It isn't long before the camel <laughs> leans in and takes a bite from her hair and pulls back, bringing bringing the woman with it. Clearly in pain, the woman's laughing becomes comes to a halt as a whole chunk of her hair is ripped from her head by the camel who then just proceeds to chew on it. Um, Apparently not the person you'd call in an emergency. The camera woman begins laughing before the footage is stopped. I slapped the shit out of her. Um, (laughs) What? (laughs) I mean.
1: I have a um, comment about that, but go ahead.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, the, The Twitter account, Hold My Beer, posted the clip on Thursday, captioned, Hold My Beer, while I get a selfie for the gram, um, wow! It isn't the first time the clip has surfaced on social media, though its origins are seemingly hidden online. It went viral in February as well, uh, uh, as well after a TikTok account shared the moment. TikTok users are um, at vids by whatever, posted the video. They posted it. They received 500,000 likes since they posted it. In February. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. One viewer of the recently resurfaced video noted her dedication to perfecting her selfie, writing on Twitter, got to admire her dedication to securing her gram-worthy shot to impress her friends, even as the camel is devouring half of her scalp. Um... Not the kind of haircut she signed up for, commented another entertaining, entertained viewer. Uh, Is the camera guy going to help her at all? Asked one of the Twitterers. Karen certainly isn't the first person to get some unsuspecting hair removal from a camel. Although, I mean, I done, didn't know that there was a problem going around. And likely <laughs> won't be the last. In 2011, a local Virginia TV reporter, Tara Morgan also had her hair eaten by a camel live on air. The NBC 12 news anchor was filming a segment on animal abuse when the incident occurred. In 2019, a woman caught a camel attempting to eat her hair at the McLean Lodge Safari Tour in Brandon, Mississippi. Uh, Jonas and Tonya Rushing had been feeding the camels carrots in the petting zoo when they turned their attention to her flowing hair. Unlike Karen, however, she told WLBT that she wasn't hurt. But um, apparently, I guess Biden has been spending time with camels, so maybe he got it from the camels. Sounds yeah, like but, camels have been lacking hair for
1: a long time. Yeah, but Biden's um, never never grabbed a, ha- a handful of anybody's uh, hair and put it in his well, mouth. Well, I
0: mean, not that At we, least don't, we don't have not, pictures Donald of Wayne, that. I mean, we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have proof of that. I'm sure that got covered up right quick. Um he does get awful close to it. I mean, he can smell it. You know. <laughs> um Yeah, I just, I just. Can you imagine having your hair just devoured by a camel?
1: Huh? Uh, I can't imagine me being close enough to one to uh, to have that. Well, <laughs> it's not as much of a problem for me as it would have been a few years ago, but uh, <laughs> um, especially if I'm turned with my back to the camel.
0: I, I but, remember one incident with a with an ostrich at a petting zoo at the State Fair of Texas. Actually, that they they give you those little cups with the feed that you can get. You know, back then it was for like fifty cents. Yeah, and um, they're like, "Don't get the cups close to the animals." I'll be doggone if that I, I didn't. I got the cup too close to the ostrich, and it swallowed the whole cup. You can see it going <laughs> down its throat. I'm like, okay. We gotta go. I don't know how much an ostrich costs, but I'm sure I can't <laughs> afford it. So, so there's your
1: here. there's your fear of birds right there. That's yeah, that's probably where it you. happened.
0: Ostriches, <laughs> ostriches, and turkeys will chase you all day long. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, well, no I've lot. I've seen the turkeys chase you. Yeah, I
0: know. Well, you you spurred them on.
1: <laughs> I because I thought it was funny. I, actually, I should have videoed it. it you should what, have. Um, I don't think I actually had an iPhone back then, so I, I mm. couldn't do it. But I was going to say something about you know you talk talking about that guy that was videoing it and not not helping. I mean, look at all these things that people take videos of now. I mean, terrible things, you know. And they'll, they'll be videoing it instead of helping somebody. You know, right. they're 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 going to get it so they can post it and I guess become famous or something. Hey, you know, I was there. But did you do anything to help anybody? I saw. Uh, huh. No. Go ahead. Oh, I saw this video uh, before the show about. Um, I think it was in Toronto. I believe it was on Twitter. It said Toronto, I believe, and there was this. Uh, it wasn't a large mob, but it was a group of people attacking. Uh, it looked like one Jewish man. It said it was a, the guy was Jewish, um, and these were Palestinian protesters. I believe is what the caption was, but they were say
0: Protestants,
1: Palestinian. Oh, Protestants. We're in Protestant. Um, but they were hitting, hitting this one guy with a, a flagpole, and somebody looked like he had some kind of a, like a plastic baseball bat or something, and they were hitting him in the back of the head. And there Jeez. was five or six people standing around. You know, you could see them videoing it. You know, with their cameras, they got their cameras stuck up in the air. How about somebody going over there and 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 helping this poor guy that people are beating right. on? And you know, I. Mobs make me pissed off anyway. They always pick on one or two people by themselves, you know, because they're cowards. You know, I guarantee you they wouldn't approach somebody if they were by themselves. And, uh, but this, but these people standing around taking videos instead of somebody getting some help for that poor guy that was being beat uh, just doesn't make sense to me. So that when you said that about the guy taking pictures of her being attacked by the ostrich, that just kind of brought that to my mind
0: well that's all I got on that sir
1: oh well thanks Uh, I'm glad I heard uh, the Oscar uh. story volley Shouldn't that he, over to
0: you there was another he, quick one but i never did get it in so i'll, I'll leave it alone too I, d-
1: I didn't see it in the uh schedule yeah I, I didn't submit it they <laughs> missed, missed the submission um, oh the the, the, just, the board of editors didn't get a chance to look I at it know, I, know, I know um yeah i don't know i was going to say something about that ostrich now but
0: no mind um yes geese are mean too just they sure are
1: and they oh, but Jess, some. you ought to see him run from a turkey
0: <laughs> well you know turkeys will get up on you and i'm not trying to do all that turkey's got uh, one place and that's on my dinner table <laughs> for thanksgiving so
1: dennis and i mm. used to to uh walk when we lived a little bit closer um we'd take a walk in this one neighborhood and it was next to some wooded areas so there was uh, usually I'd say what four five six wild turkeys that were in this one particular area yeah and we it knew was they, like they were there gang.
0: it was yeah, like so a why- gang if anybody ever seen the <laughs> west side story that's the way the turkeys would walk up up behind me and then they just start you know they quit clicking their little, yeah, and they just start running after me. Yeah,
1: scary. they were picking at his uh as, at his uh legs. And they didn't bother me. So I don't I don't know why. I kind of felt left out. Well, you know. But you and birds, I think they know that you're afraid of them. That's that's why they do that because you or you I don't, just like, don't them. like them. I yeah, just okay. don't. I like won't them. use the word fear because you know. Yeah,
0: there's no feel
1: no no fear of them. <laughs> I just don't like them. It's you just your your fear of them getting up on you. Is that what you said? I don't want to. <laughs>
0: turkeys will get up in your
1: stuff. Uh, I, I'm, not oh I'm not having it. Not having it. All right. Well, let's go to Texas. All right. Um. You know, Governor Abbott's been in the news a lot this year. Uh, Actually, there was two stories about him tonight, uh, but I just chose to go with the one. Uh, And it has to do with the border situation or an offshoot of the border situation. Imagine that. But the article is in the Epic Times, and it's by Lorenz Duchamp's and he posted it on May the 15th, that says that Texas Governor Greg Abbott stated on Friday the amount of fentanyl U.S. border agents intercepted on the Texas-Mexico border has increased by 800% in April compared to the same month in the previous year. 800% more than they were, uh, and this is what they're uh, intercepting. So who knows how much more is 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 going by that's not being captured. Um, but he says, but I got to tell you, there is a new dynamic about what's going on at the border that Americans need to know about. And that is increased apprehension of fentanyl coming um, across the border, Abbott said during an interview with Fox News. Yes, there may be people coming across, but there are dangerous drugs coming across the border as well. We had an almost 800% increase in April over April of the uh, previous year that has been apprehended by the Texas Department of Public Safety. Um, and it's enough fentanyl to kill every single person in the state of New York. Um Abbott, a Republican, also criticized the Biden administration for appearing clueless about the severity of the crisis as border agents recently released operational statistics, saying that they've experienced a large increase in encounters with illegal immigrants last month compared to one year earlier. On the national level, with regard to the Border Patrol, they apprehended last month in the the month of April more than 170,000 people. Um, that is tenfold increase over the prior April when they apprehended about 17,000 in 20, uh, 2020. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection released statistics in a press release on th- Tuesday that said border agents encountered uh, 178,622 illegal aliens attempting to cross the southern border. That's a 3% increase over the previous month, the month of March Fentanyl is 50 times more potent than heroin and 100 times stronger than the effects of morphine, according to the FDA. And local law enforcement agencies are confiscating illegal shipments of the drug in record numbers. I mean, uh, 50 times more potent than heroin. The powerful opioid began as a synthetic opiate originally developed in and prescribed for the pain management of cancer patients, according to the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency. But because of the drug's powerful pain killing properties and inexpensive cost to produce, it was soon diverted into the illegal drug trade. According to the U.S. National Institute of Drug Abuse, some drug dealers are mixing fentanyl with other drugs, including heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, and M. D-A-M-A, also known as ecstasy or molly, because it takes so little to produce a high, making it a cheaper option. This this is scary here. Two milligrams of the drug are potentially lethal. 5,000 milligrams fit into a teaspoon. So two milligrams is enough to potentially kill you, and five thousand milligrams fit into a teaspoon. That's nuts. That's nuts. So that's just one of the many drugs that's coming across our southern border and another reason why that's, as you like to say, it's a mess.
0: Well, they're actually cutting uh, they're cutting heroin with fentanyl too. so
1: well yeah, that's what they were just saying. That they're adding they're adding fentanyl to two things yeah. like heroin and cocaine yeah. and and uh, ecstasy or Molly so they're throwing a little bit of that in there so you're really at the mercy of whoever's mixing this crap uh, if two milligrams will kill you what if somebody accidentally puts five milligrams and in, and in, in uh, into to into your heroin or cocaine I mean that's sirenara so yeah. uh, I'd um, I mean, we have a personal story w- with, uh, fentanyl, um, in the family and it's, it's, it's a disaster. Yeah. It's a disaster. And we have no control over it once it gets in the country.
0: Okay. Well, there's, um, there's a Washington examiner story, um, by Charlotte, we, uh, Wellen about Biden fails the infrastructure security tests. How has he done that, you may say? Well, the <laughs> shutdown of the Colonial Pipeline by a Russian-backed hacker organization called DarkSide is a reminder of why protecting and improving our national infrastructure matters so much. Even as the pipeline restarted on Thursday, many people along the route of the pipeline, which includes places such as Atlanta, Charlotte, North Carolina, and Washington, D.C., have felt the effects of the closure, with the rising gas prices and empty pumps at stations. While the shortage has been due to the panic buying rather than actual shortages, this incident has highlighted the importance of infrastructure improvements. But while President Joe Biden releases his $2.25 trillion infrastructure plan, the America's Jobs Plan, Back in March, the vast majority of the funds are earmarked for things not traditionally considered infrastructure. Less than 5% of the total funding is allocated for traditional road and bridge projects. Debates over the plan's merits have centered on what should be defined as infrastructure. Proponents of the bill have argued that child care and broadband, among other things, deserve to be considered uh, as infrastructure for today's economy that debate about semantics is a distraction. The real issue isn't whether childcare is important or not, because of course it is, but whether traditional infrastructure needs are being shortchanged as we expand infrastructure's definition. After the events of last week, it's clear we need to do more to protect our oil and gas pipelines. It's, it is it's not vital only that that private U.S. enterprises maintain adequate cybersecurity measures, but that the government pursues vigorous policies to deter hostile governments such as Russia, China, and North Korea from launching such attacks. Um, Colonial Pipeline is far from the first wake up call here. We've already seen the danger of putting off updates to our cybersecurity as a massive uh, months long breach of federal servers. Now called Sunburst, showed last year. That attack included the Department of Energy, the Pre- Treasury Department, and more. Biden, as president elect, vowed to make cybersecurity a top priority. But where is the action? Russia has not been held culpable for its indirect responsibility for the colonial pipeline attack. If Biden is going to prioritize cybersecurity, he must hold responsible those who undermine that security. To do otherwise is to risk inviting further and worse attacks. So, I mean, you know, yeah, we got to think of what what really is the definition of infrastructure. So, I mean, definitely, cybersecurity should be one of them. Because just you know, we were talking about it. You know, what if that had been a uh, what if that had been Memorial Day weekend when that happened? You know, um a lot of people you know, away from home. Right, exactly. Um and then what if you coupled that, um, you know, with you have that cybersecurity attack. You couple it with a couple of different things. It's almost like they're poking at the fence to see where their the wink leak weak link is at so they can get through. You know. Um, they better get a handle on this pretty quick.
1: Well, they were talking about uh, this afternoon late as well about uh, the risk to our electric grid in this country and how easy it would be to take out a major portion of it because they're so interlinked, especially uh, they're talking about the uh, eastern United States portion, which is is the largest portion of the electric grid in the country, I believe is what they were saying. Anyway, I don't know that for a fact. Well, look
0: at the rolling blackouts that they have in California, um, you know, and look at the riots that they've had from blackouts in uh, in the New York area. What was that back in seventy seventy six or something like that? When they had the blackout, um, yeah, had a rolling blackout in New York that lasted two days, two or three days tops, but it was this pandemonium. And you get an instance where people's Wi-Fi and their cell phones are shut down. I mean, just forget about it. You know, gas will look like a walk in the park compared to that. So, yeah, we got to think about these things. And I don't, I don't know that, um,
1: you know, well, that it's, to put the money in the right place. Yeah, you know, society is setting itself up to be totally dependent on these things that now people who want to do us harm have the ability to, to interrupt and uh, really, really mess up things. Uh, and if you want to, if you want to, um, you know, if you want to look
0: about what to get prepared for, all you got to do is look at history. That's all they need to look at. Just the times are different. The technology is different, but
1: they should be prepared for anything. Uh, they need to get on the stick. Well, the embarrassing thing is, you know, this, Biden's administration uh, and these Democrats have decided, you know it's Christmas in washington d c, and you know they they name a bill something that they think is going to sound good to the public, and then they cram everything in there that they can that they want. and well, like you say,' so so little portion of of what the bill is titled even it has anything to do with what they're supposed to be doing and and now they're expanding the 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 uh definition of of uh what uh what's it about infrastructure infrastructure right, yeah they're right. they're expanding the definition to include and like you said they, they're talking about childcare. well they put that in there because so many people you know have child care issues, and they need to be able to have a place for their children to go or their child to go so they can go to work. And da, da 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 da, next thing you know, everything's going to be interconnected, right? And but yet, that leaves you very little money to for the bridges and for the buildings and whatever else that they're trying to do. Well, um, yeah, well, it,
0: they're over here treating you like Christmas and putting. Uh, decorations on the tree somebody's in the kitchen poisoning the eggnog so they just need (laughs)
1: to get their head out of their ass well it's the same thing with the covid bill i mean think of one bill that they've they've submitted and passed in in the house that that has actually been you know even 20 percent of what they've titled it you know Right. right uh and they throw other stuff in there and um and they're not fixing our problems Well, we need more money to do that. You know, just it's I I don't you know, in in a normal world, they wouldn't be able to get away with that. People would be up in arms about how much money they're spending. And uh, but I I don't I don't know. We've become so accustomed to accepting anything that they say that it's just, you know, a lot of people need to go (laughs) Out of out this a, is true, out of Congress. A lot of people need to go and some Republicans. Um, I've got Republicans on my list too. Term it's limits, just, <laughs> term limits, and yeah, but that's that's a shame. Um, it's a mess. It's, <laughs> I try uh, enough to use that since that's <laughs> that's your stick, but seriously, you know, be like me saying, um, Yeah. I'm, I'm, I want, I need, uh, you know, a thousand dollars to get, get Dennis Lee, a Christmas present. And I spend $50 on your Christmas present and the rest of it, I go spend on me to do things that I want to do. Well, let's see. I had to, I had to drive to the store to pick out your present. Uh, that took gas and then I got hungry while I was out. So I had to eat. I mean, that's basically what they're doing. They're just throwing a bunch of stuff in there and, um, it's, it's it's not honest. It's yeah. dishonest. I tell you. <laughs> I tell you. Okay. So let's see. Let's talk about something like mask. <laughs> uh, since the CDC's finally come around and decided all of a sudden, uh, since I think at the first of the week, they were the first of last week, they were, you know, it was still necessary. And now by the end of the week, they had changed their mind. So this story is from the Epic Times. It's by uh, Zachary Stiber. And it says, stores, states drop mask mandates in wake of CDC's updated guidance. States and stores on Friday said they were largely dropping their mask requirements after a top U.S. health agency advised that people fully Vaccinated against the virus that causes COVID nineteen could stop donning face coverings. I did notice when I was out and about uh, this weekend that there was more and more people not wearing them, even though they were going into stores that still had their signs up. Um, yeah, there
0: some protesters out in front of the public lifting uh, you know shopping carts. And, uh, I, don't, I don't get into all that. So,
1: protesting because they still had the
0: mask sign uh-huh they're licking the handlebars of all the grocery carts
1: so okay you're that making that up out, right turned out real well for them. you're making that up right <laughs> licking yeah. the handles of the grocery cart yeah. what, what, what kind of area you do live in is it uh, <laughs> Those people need to be uh evaluated anyway next somebody uh,
0: will, <laughs> it, it'll happen and i'll we'll be blamed for it so
1: The governors of at least 10 states and officials at a slew of retail giants like Walmart announced that they would no longer require masks, at least for those fully vaccinated against a CCP Chinese Communist Party virus. Uh, This is what Epic Times is calling it. Uh, Delaware's governor, Democrat John Carney said effective May 21st, residents will not be forced to wear a mask anytime they are indoors with people they do not live with. I'm not quite sure why he added that to his sentence, but uh, says so it means if you're indoors with people you do live with, you need to wear a mask. I don't know. It's clear that the COVID-19 vaccines are extremely safe and protective against infection and serious illness. He said in a statement, Delawareans, who are fully vaccinated, have significant protection against the virus and can feel comfortable getting back to the things they love to do before this pandemic. For our neighbors who aren't vaccinated, the message is clear. The COVID-19 vaccine is the best protection we have against the virus. Getting vaccinated is the best way to protect you and those you love. In the meantime, Delawareans are Or who are unvaccinated, including children, should continue to wear their mask in public places," he added. Kentucky, Louisiana, New Mexico, North Carolina, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Vermont, and Virginia also relaxed or eliminated mask mandate uh, requirements. Some also ceased, or I'm sorry, eased or rescinded social distancing mandates, but they still they still requiring that. Today is the day that so many of us have been waiting for and working towards. We finally do clearly see the light at the end of that tunnel. Our long hard fought battle against the worst global pandemic in more than a century is finally nearing an end. And that was Maryland governor, Larry Hogan, a Republican, by the way, who's he said that at a press conference, the CDC in Atlanta, um, announced Thursday that it was rolling back its strict masking guidelines. People are fully vaccinated against the CCP virus, no longer have to wear masks indoors, its director said. Fully vaccinated means a person has received the one-shot Johnson & Johnson or both doses of vaccines from Moderna or Pfizer, and two weeks have elapsed since the last shot. The CDC guidelines is not binding, but is followed closely by many states across the nation. Though some governors have relaxed masking and similar COVID-fueled restrictions earlier, citing the steep drop in COVID-19 cases. Over 120 million Americans, or 36% of the population, have been fully vaccinated against the CCP virus as of May 14th president uh, joe biden in march called rescinding mask mandates neanderthal thinking and top health officials like Do- dr anthony fauci condemned the easing by governors like greg abbott of texas but the states that have relaxed or removed restrictions saw a dr- uh a drop in cases befuddling fauci so he's been <laughs> defuddled
0: <laughs> well, i bet he's been befuddled several times from what i can see
1: Um, White White House uh, Press Secretary Jen Psaki uh, told reporters in Washington on Friday that Biden has been listening to the guidelines of our health and medical experts uh, and team. And that's exactly what we're doing in this case when asked about whether uh, earlier criticism of removing mask mandates. Uh, The CDC experts, we're the ones who determine what the guidelines would be based on our own data and what timeline it would uh, be effective. Uh, Costco, in a similar update to the other retailer, said that they will not check for proof of vaccination, but hope that customers will abide by the revised policy. Walmart told associates in a note that they would also not need to wear a mask unless they are not vaccinated. Yeah, good luck with that. Other businesses like Target, CVS, Kroger, and Walgreens said their requirements are staying the same for now. A handful of, I guess I'm going to be going to Publix. Publix isn't on this list. We have received the newly revised guidance from the CDC regarding mask wearing and social distancing, um, and we are reviewing them, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said in a statement. So... I guess I can go to Costco now and not have to wear a mask. Thank goodness. I guess. Uh, But uh, since I do most of my grocery shopping at Kroger, I guess I'm still stuck there. And I do go to Target. I went to Target actually yesterday. So I guess I'm stuck wearing it there. Well, you know. But you know, any of these places that say we're going to leave it up to the people, and you know, there is going to be people who haven't gotten a shot. They're going to stop wearing their mask. I mean, that's human nature. That's well, what they're they'll going to be with.
0: identified as such. And be like, oh, look, those are the vaccinators. <laughs> yeah, they've been vaccinated. Let's, you know, then they'll have kidnapping of people who have been vaccinated so they can for your you know, antibodies <laughs> for your antibodies so they can sell those on the black market. And uh, you know, it's a whole conspiracy theory, but I am working on it.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, okay (laughs) all right you got something about uh somebody being jailed
0: uh yeah i see i hope we can skirt through it pretty quick i think we can um washington examiner uh this is a story by jerry Dunlevy. ohio state professor is jailed for three years after lying about chinese funding um, a former professor at Ohio State University who had pleaded guilty to making false statements to federal authorities related to concealing his financial ties to China while receiving funding from the National Institutes of Health, was sentenced to more than three years in prison on Friday and was ordered to pay millions in restitution. Song Xing, formerly a leading immunologist and rheumatologists at the Ohio State University and Penn State University received 37 months behind bars, and the judge also ordered Zing to pay more than $3.4 million to the NIH and roughly 413000 to the Ohio State University. Zing was arrested in July 2020 while apparently trying to flee to China after he, he illegally received more than $4 million in grants from NIH while he concealed his affiliation with China's talents plan at Sun Yat-sen University, and he pleaded guilty in November 2020 to lying to investigators about what prosecutors called an immunology research fraud scheme. And yet another case involving the China's government's Thousand Talents program, Song Guo-Zing will spend the next 37 months in a federal prison because he chose to lie and hide his involvement in this program from U.S. research funding agencies. John Demers, the assistant attorney general for the Justice Department's National Security Division, said Friday, American research funding is provided by the American taxpayer, for the benefit of American society, not as an illicit gift to the Chinese government. The American people deserve total transparency when federal dollars are being provided for research. And pretty much everything else everybody, buddy, you might want to put that up the <laughs> chain there. Um, and we will continue to hold accountable those who choose to lie about the foreign government affiliations in an attempt to fraudulently, uh, fraudulently gain access to these funds. The DOJ's China Initiative is shining a spotlight on the Chinese Communist Party's coordinated and multifaceted efforts to steal research and technology from academic institutions across the country, with prosecutors mounting aggressive efforts over the past few years to crack down on Chinese malign influence at U.S. universities. Prosecutors said Zing received more than $4 million in grants from NIH, while he concealed his affiliation with China's Thousand Talents Program, which the United States says is used by China's government to gain access to foreign technology and intellectual, intellectual property illicitly. Zing, who had been the Ronald L. Whistler, M.D. Chair in Rheumatology and Immunology at Ohio State's Medical School, admitted to fraudulently obtaining federal grants and making false statements about his links to China. He was arrested in May 2020 after he arrived via a private charter flight in Anchorage, and his luggage was searched as he attempted to flee to China. Hmm. Zing was desperate to leave the United States quickly and utilized powerful or influential friends in order to obtain a seat on a private charter flight and ensure it was able to leave the U.S., the complaint alleged. Customs and Border Protection found numerous electronic devices in one of his bags, including two laptops, three cell phones, and several USB drives, the Justice Department said. Zhang was also carrying several silver bars, expired Chinese passports for his family, and deeds for property in China, according prosecutors. The criminal complaint alleged Zing tried to pass off his bag with his electronics to another passenger who said she did not know Zing but was trying to help him with his luggage in an effort to prevent law enforcement from searching the items. In other words, the wise don't help people at the airport with their (laughs) luggage. Um, (laughs) You're going to spend some time. I think it's called a mule. Um, the FBI said Zing told investigators contradictory stories about why he was traveling to China. He originally said he was moving to China to retire, but later stated he was going there to visit a chicken. I, I mean, not a chicken, a his chicken. sick father. Um, <laughs> the, DOJ, the DOJ said that Zing eventually admitted he lied on the applications in order to use approximately Four point one billion million in grants are taxpayer money from NIH to develop China's expertise in the areas of rheumatology and immunology. In his plea agreement, the DOJ said Zing also admitted he caused materially false and misleading statements on NIH grant applications seeking to hide his participation in Chinese talent plans, or the CTP, and his affiliation and collaboration with a Chinese university controlled by the Chinese government. What is not? Um, The DOJ had sought a nearly four-year sentence while Daniel Collins, the defense attorney for Zane, unsuccessfully argued in April that his client shouldn't have to spend any more time in prison since he'd been behind bars since his arrest. Uh, Senator Rob Portman, an Ohio Republican, reacted to Zing's sentencing on Friday. Dr. Zing is a clear example of China's continued attempts to steal our taxpayer-funded research. This harms our important academic institutions, federal grant-making agencies, and American businesses, Portman said. I am encouraged by the Ohio State University cooperation with the DOJ and the FBI to protect against exploitation of our research enterprise. This case shows that it's time to pass my Safeguarding America Innovation Act to help stop foreign governments from stealing our research and innovation so that American taxpayer funded research will be used to level the playing field to create jobs for hardworking Americans. China's ongoing theft of American research and innovation must stop. While Zhang was managing millions in NIH grants, he was simultaneously receiving Chinese government funding, too, without disclosing it to the NIH as the rules required. While working at Ohio State, Zhang was also employed as a professor and expert of Thousand Talents program at Sat Yin University in China, which he also failed to disclose to the NIH and OSU. According to the criminal complaint, Zing fled six days after he was confronted by Ohio State about alleged omissions. For years, the defendant concealed his participation in Chinese government talent recruitment programs, hiding his affiliation with at least five research institutions in China. Alan Kohler, Jr., the assistant director of the FBI's counterintelligence division, said Friday, Zane greedily took federal research dollars and prevented others from receiving federal or receiving funding for critical research and support of medical advances. The FBI will continue to pursue people wherever they may be, even on a plane in Alaska in the middle of the night, looking for a chicken. I don't know why that came back. Well, up. How
1: does the chicken keep getting uh, in your articles? You this thing with poultry. Uh, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the FBI is just enamored by it. Um, So, but, you know, this is just one story that was uncovered. How many more of these um, are happening on a daily basis in our country? You know, uh, we've heard them sporadically through the years. They're working hard on on getting our information. So,
1: yeah. And and many times we're just giving it away freely. Give it away. uh, (laughs) We got the wrong people in charge.
0: Eric is right. We're tickling down to the final minutes, there, Donald Wayne.
1: Well, uh, yeah, it's, it's we've got uh, right now. We got a little less than six minutes, Dennis Lee. So according oh. to my 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 ticker here, the official counter, because uh-huh. oh, okay. we we were about two or three minutes late coming in, so oh my. So you want to? I guess we need to move swiftly to the closing segment. I guess we do. Yes. <laughs> so. You're up. Still.
0: Well, um, yeah, well, we appreciate you being here. Uh, thank you so much, Eric. Um, you know, if you're a Twittering <laughs> kind of person, well, come on down to try WG moon at Twitter uh, to tweet us. Uh, we, we encourage that. Um, uh, you can email us at tristalk 69, PTS at gmail.com with comments about the show suggestions, send pictures out. I mean, really? I mean, we might want to, take another look at those before we post them um and then we're also on spotify at tristalk amazon music at tristalk um and uh and make sure to follow us on facebook if you're still do anything with facebook we post all of the shows are on there uh donald wayne's mini pods you know pictures articles that we use on the show and um you know Make sure to uh, to follow us there, and you'll get updates on new shows as well. And look, we're also on iHeartRadio at Tri's Talk, Pandora at TriStalk, LinkedIn, um, which you wouldn't think, but yeah, we're LinkedIn at Tri's Talk. Um, Listen Notes, not really sure what that is, but we're on there at TriSTalk and Player FM for those play us. Um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, at TriStock. But look, we're on uh, every uh, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9.30 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone with mini-pods in between. And um, Donald Wayne, I mean, really, just says mini-pods have been tearing it up. (laughs) Can't say enough about them, sir. Um, Thank you, thank you. And um, Tall Tales in the Rabbit Hole will uh, be uh, announcing a new schedule as well to we're doing some construction work on the hole to try and make it a little bigger, so we can just Jesus. cram that much more material in there. So is that uh, a doctor
1: in the house?
0: Listen, <laughs> listen out for uh, for a new that'll be announced tomorrow, actually. Uh, but look, we we appreciate you, we love you. Thanks for being here. We couldn't do it without you, and we sure do enjoy doing it with you. So yes. thank you.
1: We appreciate everybody being with us tonight, and uh, look forward to you. Coming back on Tuesday, and remember Wednesday is our Wacky Wednesday show, <laughs> where where we are crazier than normal, I think, or at least we try to be, uh, as as much as is legal in uh, this county of Georgia. Um, oh gee, I lost that. All right. So the closing thought for tonight is 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 is, is from Mahatma Gandhi. I love that rice. (laughs) I bet you do. You must not lose faith in humanity. Humanity is an ocean. If a few drops of the ocean are dirty, the ocean itself does not become dirty. Confucius says. All right. Uh, Think about that. Yeah, very good. Think about that. All right. Well, If you can grab the light switch, we still have about two minutes and 15 seconds there, Dennis Lee, and uh, Sigrid will take us out of here. Good
0: night, y'all. I got the light. See you (laughs) next time.
1: Stay safe, everybody.
0: sunland following we-
1: Blame
0: me for what I'm saying. My heart is aching. but you
1: feel it too? I hope you understand it. Dealing it's my way of healing. That is the
0: truth. While knowing it, it would make such a waste. That isn't going to fix it anyway. No. Ooh, yeah know my eyes cause I don't feel my right now. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah,
1: at least tonight.
0: That isn't gonna fix it anyway, no